This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you once again to the Warning Radio Program. I have on my program today my good friend uh, Matt Shea. Matt is a retired 12-year state representative and former House Republican Caucus Chair and currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries in Kingdom Christian Academy. Uh, pastor Shea, welcome back to the Warning Radio Program. It's always great to be on the Warning Radio Program, Dr. Hansen. Thank you for having me on again. Well, I look over the years that we've done so many things together in conferences and uh, tell you, it's, it's always been uh, good and fun working with you. You're, you're a man after my own heart. You're fearless. You don't let the media intimidate you and you, we just keep plugging ahead. Amen. Okay. I want to uh, talk a little bit. Uh, I'm going to give a little opening scenario about the subject on uh, abortion, uh, Roe versus Wade. And uh, I know that people have been screaming for years and years and years. It's their body. Uh, it's their right. It's their choice. On a side note, Matt, isn't this re- sort of hypocrisy? Well, now they're screaming, it's my body, my choice. But when they wanted to give the vaccinations, uh, they didn't want to give you a choice. Right, exactly. I mean, just the hypocrisy knows no bounds with these folks. And and, and the bottom line is we have a God-given, unalienable or unalienable right to life. And the body inside your body is not your body. And so as we talk about this issue, it's important to understand that constitutionally protected rights, God-given, unalienable rights, unalienable, meaning they can't be given away, they can't be uh, have any sort of encumbrance put on them. These are unalienable that attaches at conception. Now let's get and, let's get into it a little bit scientifically. Now we're not just talking about the woman's own body, but I think as you were going to explain another body that happens to be inside the woman at the time. You know, this body with its own unique DNA, it's distinctly different from that of a the woman, and therefore clearly not the woman's body. So the body we're discussing, aborting, has its own genetic uh, markers that distinguish it from the woman's body, as certainly as if a car, par, let's say in my driveway, parked, had a VIN number different from the one I hold a title to. Even if it happens to be in my driveway, it's not my car and not mine to dispose of, or in this case, kill. You know, we seem to understand that prior to 1973. And uh, it is a unique human body that is clearly not that of either the mother or the father, but it has a DNA that is distinct from each other. So let's, let's just go a little bit for the sake of argument. If we were to assume that there was a right to abort or to kill a body that is not our own, not inhabited by us, nor possessing our own DNA, the decision would, of necessity, be equally the right of both uh, man and woman. Since the body in question is comprised equally of the genetic material contributed by both a man and the woman, both may claim an equal right to the object in question. Therefore, to call abortion a woman's right to choose denies the equality of the sexes. And in the procreation process and is inherently sexist. 
So for the supposed right to abort, rights are not granted by government, but bestowed, as you said, by God. The Declaration of Independence makes it clear that all men in are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Government does not have the power to create or grant rights. Neither may it properly deny or infringe upon the free exercise of these things with the creator has revealed to be right for the creature of his creation. Uh, and this is the problem is uh, they're trying to take the place of God, deny our rights, I mean, the basic thing is this is just pure communism, uh, Matt. It is. And it's so interesting, like you said, you know, that we, we can't control our bodies with vaccines, but they want to control another person's body uh, inside the womb. And really, if you think about it that way, they're always trying to control other people's bodies. <laughs> and yes. Whether we're talking vaccinations or we're talking abortion, they're always trying to control another person's body. Um and, and that that makes it very, very, very clear. This last week, I believe, I just can talk about the spiritual ramifications of this. The curse was lifted off the United States, uh, and now it's up to each state to choose whether to follow the Lord in righteousness or not. I believe this is an Israel-Judah moment, and God's judgment is going to follow. Just like you say so many times, it's, it's a science. It's going to follow depending on the choice that's made right now regarding these sacrifices to Molech and what, what really is uh, modern-day Molech worship. The Satanic Temple in Texas admitted uh, that they wanted uh, abortion for uh, sacrifice, child sacrifice. They did it in a court case. This is not conspiracy theory or conjecture. This is real. It's in writing, and it is being litigated. So I believe right now there have been doors opened for the first time in 50 years. And I, I take note spiritually, this is a jubilee year uh, as far as Roe versus Wade and that decision is concerned. But there are some other decisions that were made just in the last week that have profound implications for the Christian church, profound implications uh, for the folks that are standing up against this communist revolution here in this country. And so, you know, I hope we get to some of that, but Roe versus Wade is a huge first step. The blood sacrifice is lifted. Now it's up to each state to choose. And we're going to get to those other topics that you're talking about. But uh, I, I just want to wrap up a little bit of the thought on this yeah. one. Once again, as for what God, the creator, has revealed to be right for his creation, we need look no further than the prohibition, thou shalt not kill, Exodus twenty thirteen. Now, whether one believes in personhood at conception or birth, one thing is certain. There is a living human body with its own unique DNA that is not that of either the mother or father, which is currently part of the process that will result in a live birth unless the body is actively healed first. We're not talking about the mother's body. We're talking about the other human being. Therefore, there yeah. can be no right to abortion as there is no right to kill. I mean, you know, normally you would think, Matt, this is so logical, so reasonable, yet when they can't even, like like the last Supreme Court justice nomination, which is on the Supreme Court, she couldn't even tell you what a girl was. Yep, that's right. 
And this is all about, I mean, we're, we're, let's get right to the bottom of this. This is all about identity, our identity in Christ. We are made in God's image. Satan is trying to destroy God's image, defile God's image. We are made in God's image, and the enemy is trying to sow confusion there. We just need to stand on God's truth. It's as simple as that. You know, again, I think the Supreme Court confronted it, and I would confront their assertion of a constitutional right to abortion. Uh, The United States Constitution does not grant rights to the people. You know, whether it's an instrument whereby we, the people, have delegated certain few and enumerated powers to the central government with which to protect our God-given rights. No right can be traced to our state or federal constitutions as its source. Even the Bill of Rights does not grant rights to the people, but merely provided a sample listening of some of God's given rights being retained by the people as explained in the ninth and 10th. Uh, Matt? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we, the most you could ever say, I, I hear people say all the time, constitutional right, and there's no such thing. It's a constitutionally protected right. It, it, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights put in protections of rights that already exist because they've been given to us by God. The right to life being chief among them, and the right to liberty, the right to property, and the ability to defend the same. The In the last week, the right to life has been affirmed, the ability to defend the same has been affirmed, and the, the right to liberty and property has been affirmed as well. So this has been, this has been a seminal week for things that we've been waiting for decades, and it, it, you, can, you can feel the shift in the spirit right now as things are shifting and God's church waking up is becoming the kingdom that God wants us to be. And I, I don't think people even understand the import of what is happening right now, but we need to press in. And this is the time that pastors need to be standing up. You and I have talked about this many times. Pastors need to stand up. They need to be talking about this stuff from the pulpit, unashamed, boldly, and without any sort of regret or hedging in their sermons. We need to be standing up and telling God's truth and letting God's truth flow through us to his people in this time. Well, I'll make another statement on here uh, quite uh, adamantly. If your pastor is not behind the latest Supreme Court decision, if he does not applaud it, if he's against it, leave the church. Leave that church you're attending because something is seriously wrong with that pastor's uh, view of Scripture, morality, values, uh, inherency of the Bible. Uh, Let me tell you, leave the church. Matt? Yes. Go to a place where you will grow. Go to a place that is affirming what the Lord has told us to preach uh, throughout the entire world. And, and go to a church that's active, because a lot of times the word will be preached, but there isn't any action. There is no fruit, and it has to be a place that has that has fruit. You know, I'm, just to wrap up on this subject a little bit, even if the American founders had foolishly looked to government to be the grantor of rights, the Constitution itself does not name abortion as a granted right. Therefore, it would be for the Congress to determine rights— as it is the constitutional recipient of all legislative power. The judicial branch was not given any legislative power. Therefore, judicial decisions, including Roe v. Wade, do not constitute law and cannot grant 
rights. Um, there is no right to abortion. It's not in the Constitution. It has never been in a Constitution. It was nothing but, if you want to say, we could use that word, they aborted the truth, Matt. Yes, that's right. Uh, and we, we all have a responsibility. It's not just pastors, too. We all have a responsibility as sons and daughters of the living God to stand on, support, and and expose darkness. And I want to talk about that quickly. Exposing darkness presupposes an action. We have to actually go out and expose darkness. So that means we're doing something. God's doing it through us, but we're doing something. We're, we're co-laboring with Christ in this cause. I think it's a very important point that people need to understand. Yeah, because the problem has always been all through history, leaders, pastors that eat and fleece the sheep, the flock, the bride of Christ. And this has been the problem around the world why the church has always been dysfunctional is the church is divided between serving, really serving God and serving self. You can get into church leaders all through history. You can get into uh, leaders of nations all through history, good versus evil, good ones backing the values of God, bad ones uh, basically ignoring the laws of God and making their own laws. But uh, right now, you and I have discussed this. I've written on it. You know, the, the church is divided, uh, the mainline churches under the Federal Council of Churches, a Marxist covering. They're over the National Council of Churches, the Geneva-based World Council of Churches. And so they back the sins of abomination. They nullify the Word of God. They nullify the need for uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, they, they back abortion, literally back abortion, back homosexuality, ordination of uh, priests that are gay. I mean, this is the problem, is we have a dysfunctional church, and even the other half, as I've said so many times on the air, even though in our statement of faith it might be good and correct, yet because the people who have attended the universities, the public schools, watch the movies, uh, they don't take offense at sin that brings uh, an abomination. Uh, sins that are an abomination, sins that bring judgment on a nation, they take no offense at it. In fact, many times they actually support these causes, Matt. Yes, they actually support the causes. And, you know, the, the early church fathers talked about an apostasy or a great falling away, at, this, at the same time there is a great harvest. And it's very clear, too, that we will face the Antichrist. It does say the church faces the Antichrist for, for a period of time. And so this whole point is that we're, we're in a time right now that the church fathers predicted that there would be people who said, they are they or say that they are Christians, but really are not. They're really not. They, they might say the right things, but they're really not following the Lord. And that's why uh, all of the letters written by John were written with a few heresies and ideas that, well, Jesus didn't really mean what he said he meant. You don't really have to obey all his commandments. It's okay to sin. And said, no, love is obeying the commandments of Jesus Christ. He reiterated it in two letters, twice. Uh, and right now we're in this time. We have to obey his commands. I mean, pastors need to be standing saying that is wrong according to God's standards, and we must obey it. This also you know, ties back into the judgment thing we were talking about earlier, but the main point here is we're in that time that was predicted that there would be a falling away, and we're starting to see it in earnest. Well, you're right, and... Um 
you you made a, a correct statement as far as uh, uh, if we want to get into the science of judgment, at least uh, uh, the nation itself, if you want to say the decision by the Supreme Court uh, took away certain causes for judgment uh, certainly hasn't stopped it by any means but it's taken away certain causes and and one again the death of the innocents abortion six, 70 million people children babies killed civilized yeah. murder now um We've done away with that, but still the individual has its own science of judgment, depending on the decisions they make, if they make decisions to continue to kill their babies in in blue states, liberal states, progressive states. And uh, within these states, uh, also you get into a certain aspect of judgment. But four sins bring judgment on a nation much more than murder. Uh, You get get, uh, immorality, killing the innocent, dividing the land of Israel. Uh, Our administration, current administration, is coming against the land of Israel. Our current administration is backing the other sins of abomination, uh, homosexuality, lesbianism, LGBT, and we could go on and on, cohabitation. And uh, our current administration backs every... uh, religion that defies Jesus Christ. They, they, they back them. And so we've got a long ways to go if we're going to lift judgment off this nation, Matt. Amen. We do. And in this just part, again, you know, we talked about uh, the Roe versus Wade and the decision now being made by the states. That, that, again, is just a start. The other part of this, and it's a huge portion of what we're talking about right now, is training up our kids in the way they should go. We had abandoned our kids for decades to the government school system, and as a result, they were indoctrinated into Marxism, indoctrinated into all kinds of abomination. And last week, the Supreme Court struck down Maine's ban on using public funds at religious schools. Now, this is a huge, huge thing. There is something called the Blaine Amendments. They're in almost every state constitution. They were originally anti-Catholic amendments. Put in at the in the late 1800s, early 1900s, in a lot of state constitutions, that basically said taxpayer money could not be used for Catholic parochial school. Well, when the homeschool movement started in earnest in the 1970s, this came back around to bite uh, Protestants. And now, I want to I want to read this. This is very important that everybody understands what this ruling says. This opinion by Chief Justice Roberts was a broad ruling making clear that when state and local governments choose to subsidize private schools, they must allow families to use taxpayer funds to pay for religious schools. In other words, governments funding charter schools must also allow taxpayer funds to pay for religious schools. So your property taxes must now be used to pay for religious schools. Arizona, I just got off the phone with a friend of mine uh, yesterday. Uh, in Arizona, they just passed legislation that parents can now use $7,000 and go and take their kids wherever they want to, each parent. So your property taxes now can be used for religious instruction. That is what this ruling is pointing towards. This is a gigantic change in the law. We've been waiting for it for a long time. Um, it needs to be structured correctly. In other words, 
there can be no strings attached to the use of that money that they must teach something specific or particular, but that's the, the only caveat there. But churches now, I'm just telling, this is just a broad swath statement. Every church should have a school. Everyone. Amen. I, I totally agree with that, Matt, because if we don't train up the, the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go when he de- gets old, he will not depart. If we don't train them up, we are basically uh, turning them to eat at the trough of uh, filthy and poisonous water and food. And uh, all they're going to get is, is pollution and, and possible spiritual death. We, we have got to do our part so that they are trained according to the ways of God and not uh, this communist regime, Antichrist. Matt? That's exactly right. And Again, I mean, this is just one decision just in the last week that is allowing us now firm ground to fight well. Uh, the camp of the enemy, I know they talk about the spiritual ramifications, the camp of the enemy is being raided right now. The taxpayer funds are now being taken from the camp of the enemy used for communist indoctrination and given to Christian families to train up their kids in the way they should go, this is going to have gener- generational ramifications. Do you see this? Uh, what do you think Jay Inslee is going to do in the state of Washington where we live? They're going to try to fight it. But the problem is, is there's already a charter school law. And I expect, because I was working with some folks in regards to this, I expect very shortly there will be a full private school uh, homeschool law uh, that will either be passed or will be uh, sent via initiative to the voters. And the uh, statistics are overwhelmingly in favor of it. Voters, 60 to 65 percent in favor of total education freedom. In other words, they can go send their kids to homeschool. They can send it to private school, send it to charter school, send it to government school. Total education freedom in Washington state. This is this is awesome, and this has begun really underreported. The ramifications of this are huge. So, and then you know, combining that with the the right to bear arms, not only being upheld, but also this morning, the United States Supreme Court kicked a whole slew of gun cases back down to the lower courts, telling them they must rule based on the case that happened last week that said. The analysis that the lower courts, because they were basically ignoring the Supreme Court for years, must analyze the Second Amendment's text based on the history to determine whether the regulation is consistent with America's tradition of firearm regulation. In other words, all of these new schemes that they've been putting in place are going to be overturned. And the United States Supreme Court this morning, by sending all those cases back down to the lower court, is sending, sending this on that path. The right to bear arms being upheld, the right to our property, in other words, our, our money being used to train up our kids in the way that they should go and the liberty to do that, and then the right to life, all in the same week. God is on the move, Dr. Hansen, and we are in time to see it happen with our waking eyes, but now is the time to stand, not shirk back and, and hedge behind 501c3s and not say things from the pulpit. 
tremendous victories, but we are in a spiritual battle. And let me tell you, the other side is already having all of their plans to fight back. Uh, we've talked about civil unrest, civil war, and an invasion. It's all on the horizon. Uh, the enemy's not going to quit. We have to continue to pray. We have free elections. We have to continue to pray. We have elections. Let me tell you, they don't want to give up power. They have committed crimes against humanity. And let me tell you, we are in a battle, like you said, Matt. We are in a battle, and God is with us in this battle. Uh, he is flowing through us. He is with us. He's co-laboring with us. We just need to show up and do it. Ephesians 6 says, stand in the time of evil, and that is what we will do, and we are walking in victory. It should be an encouraging message to everybody listening to the program today. Uh, we've been fighting on these issues for years and years and years, and now we are starting to see a massive shift in favor of, of the kingdom, and we need to be on the offense and not back down one single inch right now. I know the last two weeks I spoke on understanding the times of change with a strategy for victory, and that's what we're in right now. Uh, we're in seasons. We're in a time of change. Uh, we we have a strategy. We've been working the strategy, and we're seeing victories. But again, we cannot sit back on our laurels. The enemy has not stopped. Uh, the Bible is filled with warnings about what's going to happen in the future. We must arise. The church must arise and uh, make sure that we don't cooperate with the enemy and allow judgment to come faster than it has to come one day. Because we ha would have to either uh, truly have a spiritual revival all through America to stop it. We've got some victories, but that is not the same as turning the nation back to Jesus Christ. Matt? Amen. This is a hard issue. We want God at the back, at the center of our country. He needs to be back at the center of our hearts and the back at the center of our families. We start there, uh, and we are going to see, and I know we are going to see this, we are going to see the times that the prophets and the apostles long to see. We are going to see an outpouring of Holy Spirit that has not yet happened in the history of the church. We are going to see the greatest harvest in human history, and we are going to be in the fields right in the middle of it. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that with all my heart. That's the purpose for uh, Eagle Saving Nations. That's the purpose for my last six-week tour, 25 states. We need to get back to the to Pentecost, the third person of the Trinity. We're trying to get into stadiums, national stadiums, NBA arenas, civic centers. Uh, go to my website, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations. Subscribe. What can I do? You can subscribe. We need, again, to get this spiritual battle won. Great harvest is in the future. Uh, I also heard, man, and then I'm going to close because I'm out of time, but uh, one Supreme Court justice alluded to even evaluating a, a sodomy. So, we're, you know, things are on the table, Matt. Things are getting exciting. Yeah, that's exactly right. In fact, uh, that was one of the things that uh, Justice Clarence Thomas mentioned, that this whole substantive due process line of reasoning really doesn't exist, nor is it consistent with our republic and the history of our republic therefore we should revisit some of these cases um like uh regulation on birth control regulations on uh same-sex marriage even and some other things that are all not federal issues in fact the biggest question we need to ask right now in everything that is being talked about is so what else is not a federal issue that needs to be returned to the states that's huge and the more decentralization of power that happens here, 
we're going to see an epic failure on on uh, the part of the Marxists to try to destroy this country. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hans, and I've had Pastor uh, Matt Shea on with me again, uh, pastoring On Fire Ministries in Spokane, Washington. May God richly bless you. I'll see you next week. <laughs>